Here's Blake to Roy. This is for the Hello and welcome into Backyard Banter. I'm your host, Connor Scott, and joining me this week, as they do every week, Tyler Bagginstoss and Kyle George. And Tyler, it's come to our attention that you've been dabbling, kind of <laughs> dipping your toes into the uh, financial industry oh. and financial services world. Um, at least you have a topic for us today. I want to kick it right to you. Yeah, by diving in, if you mean scrolling a past one or two tweets, then yeah, you can consider well, that's, that. Diving that's what in. information gathering is these days. So yeah, that, I would do because, consider that. Because, you know, I, I shot it in the group chat and KG responded and was like, yeah, I can give you a little explanation because I'm going to need a lot. I don't even know the names of the banks that went down. I don't know where to That makes it all the more fun. All yeah. I'm seeing is my mind went, oh, there's a conspiracy theory going on because there's like <laughs> so many banks going down. <laughs> recently that i've seen and i'm just curious what's going on like are these privately funded banks you know like wealthy people just you know giving a bunch like, what's happening so so yeah i'll give you uh like a, like i was telling you before the pod i'll give you like a ten thousand foot level explanation That's, and yes you know those listeners who know the situation well give me some rope here because i'm going to try and keep it <laughs> pretty high level so we don't confuse people um, but the bank, this was like a month or two ago, Tyler, and the main bank that, that collapsed, so to say, was Silicon Valley Bank. And the reason they collapsed, there's, there's a few reasons behind it. And there's a couple of things I'll preface before we get into the details, because it's important to understand is that most of their clients, so the people that use this bank, Silicon Valley, were tech startups or like that were funded by like venture capitalist companies. So basically firms that invest money to gain ownership in their companies. And they're all they're all startups. So they're all really fast moving, fast paced, like kind of unpredictable in terms of when they're going to need their money versus when they're not going to need their money, just because they're trying to grow basically as fast as they can. So that's kind of like the nature of this bank's clientele. And then basically go back to 2020 uh, when COVID was happening. Right. And all these, all these companies, instead of putting their money into the market, because there's so much unpredictability yeah. in the market at that time, they all took their money and they, made a bunch of deposits into this, this Silicon Valley bank. Yeah. And what's important to understand if you don't know what banks really do is like when you deposit money into a bank, like, yes, you have that bank balance, but like that money technically isn't really sitting there. The bank is taking that money and investing it and trying to gain more money off of it. Right. That's how banks make money. That's the nature of their business. Yep. And so, yes, like if you deposit a thousand dollars in that savings account, like, yeah, you have a thousand dollars in there and you can withdraw it whenever but like, it's not the same $1,000 you put in there, right? You're basically, yeah. that's kind of an important concept to understand. But long story short, so all these companies made all these deposits. And what the bank did is to invest that money. They're like, oh, like it's COVID. It's a little bit unpredictable. We don't really know what's going to happen. We're going to invest a shit ton of money, like all these deposits in long-term save, like US treasury bonds, which the irony of this situation is like treasury bonds are like the safest investment you could possibly make in the world because they're guaranteed by the U.S. government. The government always pays them back. The problem for Silicon Valley was they made those investments in 2020 and like fast forward a year to 2021 and 2022 or a couple of years get to now, basically the interest rates shot up, right? Interest rates went from like two to 3% to like seven, 8%. And so oh. now those investments that they made in 2020 were 
are essentially way less valuable now, but they're kind of locked into these investments because there's a three-year term, three, four-year term with them. And so they're not going to recoup all that money until the three or four years go by. And the bad luck, what I consider the bad luck for Silicon Valley was their customers, all these, um, these tech startups all of a sudden needed all this money because they were Paying basically, uh, basically like everyone was trying to withdraw all their money at once. And that's a really, really bad situation because it forced Silicon Valley to have to realize a bunch of losses on those investments that they made in the U.S. Treasury bonds because they had to basically sell those bonds earlier than their maturity date. So they took a ginormous loss because all of their customers were like, we want our money now. And so that's basically like the gist of what happened. And so okay. I know that was kind of longer than I expected to explain it that was, for. <laughs> no, it was, it was, was long. I'm not going to ask anything about that specifically, but Silicon Valley Bank wasn't the only bank that went down, right? There's other banks that went down. Is it all the kind of similar situation where they made these? I, I, so Signature Bank also collapsed. I don't think it, I think it was kind of similar. It wasn't the exact same. I don't know as much about Signature Bank, so I, I can't speak to them as much. But the, the general idea is that like, people were starting to, to advise people to start withdrawing all their money at the time when this was happening. Oh. And it, it was regardless of what bank you're with, everyone was like panicking because they thought this was going to happen across all banks, just because that's what people do is they panic in those kinds of situations, which if that happened, that would have made the situation way worse, right? Because anytime any bank is faced with a situation where all their customers are going to want their money at one time, banks aren't going to be able to, to do that because they don't ever expect people to all want their money at one yeah. time. So it's, it's just kind of like a, it was a little bit of bad luck, but also just bad risk management on Silicon Valley because they didn't factor in that interest rates were going to skyrocket as much as they did. And because they didn't factor that in, they over leveraged themselves. All right. Cool. <laughs> I guess you live and learn, huh? <laughs> a ton of money. <laughs> the more Wait. you know. <laughs> I, have, I have questions for you. Yeah. Uh, first off, so when this is happening, can the Fed not do anything to like step in and regulate because it's such a big lender, you know, for the economic system? Well, they did. So they, I know they're they, also raising the interest rate. So that's right. Yeah, conundrum. Um, so the, the government did step in. It, it was, it was basically when it was that when, you know, their stock price had already tanked enough to where it was like, okay, yeah, the end is here for this bank, but the, the bank did step in and they, I can't remember the term for it, but they basically say like, we're cutting off all withdrawals. So all these companies that were trying to get their money that really couldn't get their money because the bank didn't have it. Um, they basically stepped in and said, we're cutting, we're freezing all your withdrawals. We now have control of this bank. And then that's when they came out and said, like, we're going to guarantee everyone getting their money back because usually you're only guaranteed $250,000 back. That's what, right. that's what the federal reserve says is like a reasonable amount, but all these companies had way more than that. Right. And so it was a situation where a lot, you'll hear some people on one side say, oh, well, the bank mismanaged, like these companies are screwed. Like that's the nature of capitalism. But then there's the other side of the coin. That's like, well, all these customers didn't expect negligence to occur at the bank and therefore they shouldn't just be then screwed out of all their money. So I don't know, kind of depends on what side you want to take. Tyler, which side are you taking? <laughs> I'm, I'm for the people, baby. Screw <laughs> <laughs> the institution. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Um, last question. Is this a, is this a win for crypto, Kyle? 
Oh, I don't know, dude. That's I'm not that smart. Oh, I did have a, a match. <laughs> maybe I guess maybe. <laughs> imagine the we need Joey on for that question. Imagine the owners of Silicon Bank or the people who started it. You might you they're probably stressed out as hell. Going through that. Imagine oh, dude, they're they don't they're fired. Like they don't have a but, job anymore. <laughs> well, like well, no one there does anymore. <laughs> is there any like it doesn't exist? So is there like legal ramifications? Like do they get any of them go to prison or anything or no? There can be. They would only go to prison if there was like fraudulent activities going on, which I don't think there was. I think it was just poor, poor like bad investment. Yeah, know, bad risk yeah. management basically took place. And a lot of people want to point to like the deregulation that took place under Trump. Like, we, there's a whole can you can open up with all this, but I don't think this podcast is meant for going into that. <laughs> no, <God. laughs> yeah, and actually thinking of that, we're going to take a huge swerve here and go ahead and switch to something we're more. Uh, <laughs> Well, at least at least Tyler and I Kyle well done though that was a that was a great yeah, thank you and it's nice for our listeners to know that there is one intelligent person uh, <laughs> in this in this podcast so I thought it was I've always said it was Tyler but Kyle's giving you a run for your money now Ty. I think Tyler uh, Tyler beat me and are you smarter than a fifth grader when we played that no is true and the spelling bee I think I, Connor must have rigged it towards me because I, I remember I was so embarrassed <laughs> those questions are harder than uh, we give it credit for Okay, let's shift on over and talk NBA playoffs. Uh, obviously, we just wrapped up first round, and I wanted to just kind of go through and quickly touch on, you know, biggest takeaways, biggest surprises of the first round. So as we always do, we can snake draft kind of topics here. Um, and because Kyle gave such a glowing explanation, he can yeah, lead me, it off with talk the first for- no, don't let me talk for a while. Let time. <laughs> okay. Oh, you want you want to cut yourself oh, off. For a that was second. way okay. too much talking. I'm wondering how many people like if you track our podcast listeners, like the drop off at the very beginning of this episode. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we've actually seen a, a bit of growth in the pod, and we've had a decent amount of friends and whatnot reaching out with some blazer topics and ideas. So I oh, love it. We're going to continue to dive into that, obviously, especially in two weeks when we hit our um, draft lottery show. I think we're going to do a live recording during that, and it'll be released the next day. But super excited about it. Excited and nervous. It's a huge, huge moment for the franchise and how we're going to be able to dictate the future. But of course, we have covered that quite a bit in the first two episodes. So we'll start with the NBA playoffs, and then we can still wrap up with maybe a quick blazer discussion or two because kyle's been sending some pretty outrageous texts in my opinion um oh, oh. yeah we'll get into that <laughs> so tyler lead us off kind of on your pick of what you want to talk about stemming from specifically the first round yeah That's yeah a, i think the whole nba playoffs doesn't matter. yeah no i i think one of the bigger stories is the grizzlies and the lakers series you know like a lot of jawing back and forth you know dylan brooks being dylan brooks um grizzlies not quite ready you know lebron's still the goat like just too good you know he's out there not like when I watch him man he's like he's he's never forcing anything he's just like fluid out there it's like his body just ends up in the right spot and like he goes for 20 and 20 you know like his he's just in the right position a lot of the times and the Lakers are a problem and this series against well we'll get to that maybe but the Lakers Grizzly series to me was very fun and showed that the Grizzlies you know Maybe some leadership, some veteran leadership. I know Stephen Adams, you know, tried a little bit, but he's even young. Um, and then the uh, the news comes out today that they just don't want Dylan Brooks at all. Like the way they handled that, you know, I mean, like for uh, like the terminology in it, what it was like at for, at no cost, you know, even the minimum, basically, like we don't want him back. Which like I get, but like I don't know, it was just a little weird. What do you guys think on that? It was an interesting series. Well. 
I, I got to say, I think also seeing AD kind of be back to like prime AD is, is a huge impact for the Lakers. That's an obvious statement, but we haven't seen it, you know, super consistently within the last year and until the last about three or four months of the season. So mm-hmm. obviously makes them a, a totally different team. And I think that that's a huge factor in the Warriors series as well. I mean, as long as AD is playing the way he is, they maybe stand a chance without him. It's tough for LeBron at age, what, 38 to, to kind of carry them. Night in, night well, that's out. the thing. He's, those other guys have stepped up for him, right? Whether it's absolutely D-Lo, Austin Reeves, um, at least in the point department, you know, like he, he, I'm sure LeBron could do it, but like for a whole like series now, or like, a, like he needs some help and he's still going to be great. But like those other guys got to step up, step up. Well, and, and since Tyler brought it up, let's just get into it now. Kyle, you were saying earlier today that potentially the Blazers should sign Dylan Brooks. And I think that's a ludicrous statement to put on our franchise and it's pure blasphemy. <laughs> uh, that that would be my least favorite signing in a long time. Explain yourself, please. I okay, yeah, no, it's definitely like it's it's a hot take. I, I openly admit that, but at the same time, you know, as a guy that would be coming off our bench, it, like assuming we can figure things out this offseason and get like a starting lineup, like we've talked about on the first couple episodes, where maybe we land one of those really good players and then you have our bench and like, say our bench would be like Shaden Sharp being like our main scorer. And then you had a guy like Dylan Brooks off the bench as like your, you know, do the dirty work, literally do the dirty work pretty much. Uh, but just play like tenacious defense. And yeah, I mean, his biggest flaw is that he shoots himself out of the building, which is obviously a big problem. A and big I'm flaw. willing to admit that, <laughs> but he does bring like other things to the game that I, you know, he's a tenacious defender, obviously kind of sets the tone on that front. I kind of, I kind of like that attitude that he has at times like he took it a little too far with the LeBron situation there's no denying that but let's be honest I don't think that's going to happen every single year like especially after the results of this series like I I have a hard time believing he would sign with the team and then first series in the playoffs next year all of a sudden start talking shit <laughs> maybe he will I don't know I, I could say <laughs> maybe he will <laughs> the the thing about him is he's kind of a wild card right and like yeah I love his defense um but I just don't trust him his personality like what he's gonna say something stupid to poke a bear like LeBron like and and then the shooting comes I I I just at this point you can't really trust him right and then it's just (laughs) I always whenever I think of Dylan Brooks and like as soon as I saw this one play it never made me fond of him and uh, the the college flop against Utah where after the play he just starts he took three steps and just hucks his body it's like that's a whole new level of flopping, like to the, like that was next level. So going back I, to the college tape, Tyler. I no, like I'm it. saying at that point, I was always not fun, but it was it was just a lot. I but I, I do want to defend myself a little bit. I did say for like the taxpayer exception, so we're talking like low dollars. I'm not saying like give the dude a three year contract. I'm just saying like he really hurt know. himself in that regard. He did because like let's be honest, if he didn't poke the barrel of LeBron. I don't think everyone would be would would think that statement's ridiculous to want to sign Dylan Brooks because yeah, like even though he has the poor shooting, people would definitely point to that as like this is his flaw. But I think they would be looking at his defense and all the other things that he brings to the court, and they'd be like, oh yeah, like that's a good piece to have on like for for bench depth on a playoff team. But I think because he did the whole shebang with LeBron, well, yeah. I think people are out on him now. And just not addressing the media, Con. What do you think? No, I'm with you. That's one of the things that bothered me a lot, too, is that when, you know, they win, 
he's very he buffs out his chest but then once they lose you don't hear from him again um and i i think the thing for me is even it's just the part outside of his play that like the biggest thing for me is the fact that like memphis as a team or a franchise at least would go so far as to say under no circumstance are we signing you that's like a little red flag (laughs) that's a like that means they did not like him. It's a big red flag, <laughs> and and that's the guy also like talking all all the crap, you know, and whatnot. And so I'm like, man, bring that into Portland, and I would hate every second of it. Like it's more that side of it from the fan standpoint than it is any impact he'd have on the court. Because obviously, I mean, I think you're right. Like his defense is a talent, but at the same time, that attitude combined with then me watching him go two for ten from three. That was a real stat line that happened in the playoffs. Dylan Brooks shooting 10 threes. They yeah, told you can't him. have that. That's yeah, it's not good. It's not I, good. It seems like, you know, they were dancing in the locker room on the way out. You know, he was always leading the pack in the middle. The players, I think, maybe liked him. Maybe not towards the end there, but he was always dancing on the way out. But I, I, clearly the ownership in the front office was – Right. I, you're right. It's probably not the players themselves, but at the same but, time. But I think the opposing teams probably don't like him very much. <laughs> I know that's why it's going to be tough for him to find. Now, someone will sign him. Uh, uh, what, what topic do you want to bring up from the playoffs next? My topic from the playoffs is that um, I've officially decided a Western Conference team is winning the championship this year. Oh, I like it. Which it- might be entering the playoffs i would i think i said the opposite i agree i, I, really, I agree and no, I think a right. lot of people felt same. the same way and it was going to be an east team but i think i mean obviously denver right now looks amazing and then i don't know like golden state's still that one team that golden i still state, feel man. like should be like a top two or three favorite to win it just because they're golden state i don't i just like steph curry is god and i think <laughs> like even though people talk about him being the greatest shooter of all time, like at what point do we start talking about him being like a top five player of all time? Oh yeah. Or does that already happen? I, and I just, and I'm no, I no, I don't think it does yet. I think, I mean, that's actually kind of close. We can just combine one of my topics in with this is that I think after the 50 point game seven, I think he's the best point guard of all time. Like I legitimately think he passed magic. Even I don't, if he wins one this year, then like, Wow, I I don't even know. He just ascends so high, and yeah, I, I don't I'm even like, think it's already... really a debate. To be honest, like especially when you factor in the shoot, like Magic can you know if we're going to talk about like eras, that's one thing. But if we're going to talk about like with the game it is right now, like Steph Curry is one of the best players you could have in today's NBA game, if not the best in certain right. circumstances. Right, and and try. I mean, for the point of this discussion, we'll like take that part more out of it, more just like what they did in their own time. Yeah. But like I still think, I mean, what the way he can kind of feed the crowd energy through what he does on the court is it's like a really unique connection with a crowd that you don't see a lot of players have, even like LeBron. It's like a it's tough to hate him, honestly. It's tough yeah. not to get excited when he's on one of his roles to for what he's gonna do next. I, I don't know what it is. It's been like that since college. And Connor, did, have you had a change of heart with Steph Curry? Because I remember yeah, back no, in the day. That's, I tried yeah. to be I tried to be anti, but it's just <laughs> at a point you just gotta respect it. Like, wow, <laughs> he is truly the baby face killer. Like every and and I can't I'm so tired of faking that it's not so exciting when he's dominating a game. It's just too fun to watch, and I'm too old to hide it anymore. 
So there, there is I, nothing. I've totally switched around, Kyle. Yep, I have to throw the hand up in defeat on that. That's I think that's fair. I think it's fair. There is it's nothing fine. better though than like watching a guy go on a roll and just drain like six, seven straight threes. You know, like just like they get on a heater. Like remember when Clay had his like thirty-seven point quarter or whatever? Yeah, he was coming around screens and just popping from anywhere anything he was shooting it was going in and that was it was one of the coolest things like you can't really do that with I guess seven straight fast break dunks I mean how cool can that get you know like nothing there's nothing like seeing a shoot a sharpshooter just be locked in yeah I wonder what it yeah. is about that maybe because there's anticipation as the ball's in the air and so you never believe like that they're gonna like when Ant made six the anticipation, threes in a row. The anticipation's a good point. This year in the regular season, that was one of the wilder things I've seen. Yeah, like yeah, we yeah. were at that game, right, Connor? We, yeah, we were there too. Yeah, that yeah. was crazy. And it was just like every time he threw it up, like that second and a half, you just convince you that the ball's in the air, you convince yourself, like, no way, not again. And then when it hits, it's just it makes you go crazy all over again. Um I think I think. I have a good up. one. Oh, oh, go for it. Yeah. So I uh, one that I thought that was interesting. This is the second round. Is um, watching the Embiidless Sixers beat the Celtics last night and see James Harden kind of get back to his old form. And you know they 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 kind of bring that dog. You know they have Maxi Harden, PJ Tucker in there, just giving good defensive minutes. And then you got big man Embiid. Like they're going to be a problem. I thought for sure going into the playoffs i was like i kind of thought the bucks were going to come out of the east and that was clearly wrong so now i'm like all right oh, 76, I did too. I mean, yeah. 76ers celtics and then i think that series is going to be an absolute battle absolute yeah battle. i'm with you there the tough part for me is is picturing like harden played the game of his playoff career he did. basically tied his career high mm-hmm. and he's he looks so bad in round one at times that it's mm-hmm. even though they swept like and maybe he was just disengaged because they were that much better than Brooklyn. But at the same time, I don't know if he can do that. He's kind of like LeBron where he almost has to space out when he's going to go full bore. Because yeah. it seems like he just doesn't have the stamina well, of health a lot of the time to like do that seven straight games. True. Or it's just kind of hard to like coexist for him probably with Embiid. You know, you got Embiid. You have to pitched. defer. Yeah, you have to, he's got to get those shots, and then as a shooter like Harden, who's volume type guy, you know, takes him a minute. Like, what do you? I'm curious his field goal attempts. It was probably way up, obviously, considering he was out. But James I think he was seventeen for thirty. So yeah. if he took thirty field goals and then fourteen threes, that's forty four total shots. Like he's not getting that on a. Those are Kobe game. numbers right there. Yeah. Wait. No. Uh, by the way, the. Threes are counted in the field goal number. Oh, sorry. sorry. Oh, yeah. Then okay. Then that's okay. But still, you could add free throws onto it. <laughs> I mean, third, he put forty-five and thirty shots. That's pretty dang good. Yeah, that would be quite freeing to know that I can take forty-five <laughs> so shots fun. tonight, and no one will be upset. <laughs> yeah. We so we so we as Blazer fans are obligated to be Sixer fans in this series, right? Because we really want Jalen Brown. I and think so, so we yes. kind of need Boston to yeah. lose for that to happen. And, and like, they're kind of like, is the coach really the like Missoula? People are kind of hard on him a little bit. 
I don't know. Yes, we want. The, I want them to lose. Yes, we're yeah, not getting someone. Up. You could turn around and make the argument. We're like, well, if the Sixers lose, then Embiid. But I think Embiid is way more unrealistic than Jalen Brown so is going on the expiring. And Embiid and even <laughs> there's no situation where we're going to do Embiid. <laughs> there's I, no. Hey, I, love doing, I love doing the Portland fan thing that we all do. But like with Embiid, I think a big thing on top of everything else is the fact you also he would be the first guy that would want to go somewhere that's big market. Yeah, like he just dude MVP, loves the like, spotlight. Yeah. <laughs> He's not going to come to Portland, unfortunately. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> it's so sad that we don't even get a dream about some of these guys. How can we make our market bigger? What can we do? Um, Wrong answers only. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Combine with Vancouver and make ourselves... Maybe a big... Uh, Amusement park would help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like this a Disneyland. Nice, it's a nice Disney, six flags. Disneyland Portland where it always <laughs> rains. Yeah. You can use it four months out of the year. It's like, that would be great. It would be Disneyland, but it, all the rides are themed or after the villains. <laughs> or it's just like always dark and overcast. Uh Oh, never- that was a great wrong answer, Tyler. <laughs> that, was, really that was gold. Uh, um, oh shit! Another playoff topic that we have to have to discuss is the Bucks and Giannis's comments there. So, you know, first and foremost, just a series. Jimmy Butler is huh. just incredible in the playoffs, and I don't understand except for the fact that we have someone very similar in Portland, uh, where I feel like in those big moments, like Dame is mm. the same way. Jimmy obviously has a better probably track record in the playoffs so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, kind of that same mentality of they'll happily take the weight of, of their team on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. But man, with that 56 point game was something crazy. And then to follow it with like 40 and some of the coldest shots in oh. game five oh. in their space. And then the part I love most is he was jawing at Drew Holiday when they were down like eight and they came back and won and yeah. like barking dude. Oh, it, was, he, it was a fun series to watch from that standpoint. A hundred percent. He's, I, I think any t- fan base would just love that guy. You know, he just gives oh, yeah. it his all. And like, he, he probably fits well with most other stars in the league. Like if he were to plug in on any team, it probably, obviously it would help. I mean, he's an all-star, but um, no, I just love his game, man. And then, but did you see his sprained ankle last night? Yeah. It yeah. l- looked pretty bad. Like it's, I'm sure it swelled up bad after the game. And obviously he sat today. It was two nights ago, yeah. But they lost to the Knicks today, so that series tied up. I mean, the dude still played the end of the game. He was clearly hobbling, and then the Knicks just didn't go after him. But no, he's 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 a beast, man. But the Bucks. I mean, those those comments that Giannis made. Like, I think people just, you know, make it make it a big deal just to kind of get attention. It's like, yeah. who cares? They're journalists. They're writing a story. Journalists. Yeah, I mean. obviously. It's like, it was, sounded eloquent as shit. You know, it was like beautiful what he was saying. It, like, I didn't have a problem with it. It was like from the dome too. Like, it, yeah. almost, he, it was such a good response from the dome that it sounded like a rehearsed response in a exactly. way. Yeah. Which just kind of goes to show. He's like, the, is he, he's a Nike athlete, right? Like he's the yeah. perfect guy you want to endorse. Like, oh yeah, it doesn't got a champion. Like it's just, it's hard to beat his image. He's yeah. He's, he's definitely, it's, it's always sincere. That being said, it, 
season definitely was a failure. That's oh, a for sure a failure. <laughs> if he started in <laughs> All that said, season totally failed. If he were to say, yes, the season was a failure, and then go on that eloquent rant, then it would have been better. But I would have felt better about it, yeah. No, but I get, I get where he's coming from. One thing I was curious about is, like, do you think the Bucks shake things up pretty significantly in the offseason? I don't know or the do contract situations of players, but well, yeah, but let's 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 yeah, say no, like, like you won Middleton one... would need an extension eventually here soon. Did like they are you two years start... ago? Uh, yeah, twenty one. Two years ago, so you're kind of you're far removed from that now at this point. You know, people players older. It's um, how long do cores stay together? You know, like they switch up often. I would imagine they're going to shake it up a little bit, but they got some good pieces. I mean, not, if they re-signed everyone, they'd probably still give the give it a shot you know to win the championship i don't know yeah i think the only like realistic move that might be made is like they might trade Giannis to portland but <laughs> it's just i don't know <laughs> i don't know what it's going to take to do that oh my if <laughs> i would God, i would do bad i'm not allowed to say what i would do because it's not good well speaking of that ty uh aunt simon's video oh. <laughs> all right I'm, i won't i won't be naughty boy con this little tiktok kid comes up to aunt simon's i don't know where this was at this was over the weekend and i saw this video on twitter aunt simon's gets approached by some dude just asking a hypothetical about um this, yeah we know uh, it's just a hypothetical favors some favors and he it's just like if you're in those why do you respond? Why do you respond? Why not just? Because it's obviously it. viral for a reason. It's a, it's an odd answer. Maybe but... maybe Ant was tuned up a little bit, had a couple beverages in him or something, felt a little yeah. loose. But that's a good point. Um, I I just wouldn't. <laughs> it's you see everyone comment on there like Darius Slay was like, why did he answer that? <laughs> and all these guys were like that. Uh, he really thought hard about it too. Like he really had to think, and it's just like after all that time thinking, you would have thought, "Oh, I probably shouldn't answer this question." That just kind of goes instead of thinking like that, he just goes through with it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Kyle, what's your what's your number one unrealistic uh, trade target for the Blazers? Oh boy, we unrealistic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, and I would trade everything, and and that includes the guy I've said we've been saying over and over again is untouchable, Shaden Sharp. I would trade Shaden. Well, yeah, I would trade everything. Dude, yes, for, yeah, for Giannis. Uh, I, I have that's a, a pretty fair trade. <laughs> no, I don't know, Connor. <laughs> I would say Giannis too, by the way. But Con, the people got to know, and probably before we head out here, we got your bachelor party this weekend. That we is are, true. We are going to Austin, Texas. You're leaving tomorrow. What time? Uh, ten a.m. Ten a.m. Nice. And for what? You have to explain to the people why you're going down. Uh, that's just me and uh, Riley Newman are going to go see Wheezy F Baby at, at the House of Blues in Dallas, Texas tomorrow. So we'll be seeing wow. yeah. wow. and then we're, and then we're, what a, I, could, I could tell I so we even get to the bachelor party. Know who Wheezy F Baby was. No, I did not know who that was. <laughs> What'd you say, Kyle? I said that's before you even get to the bachelor party. I know that's before that. it even. Oh, kicks Connor, you are so screwed. You're going on you Wednesday to a Lil Wayne concert before eighteen of your best friends show up for a three day bachelor party in Austin, Texas. 
I are you more are you more concerned about the this is to Connor by the way are you more concerned about the number of beers you're going to have to drink or the serial killer? It's a fair question because there is an active serial killer targeting. Good thing he's only targeting males in between the age of twenty eight and thirty two, <laughs> white males. So none of us are that <laughs> except all eighteen. <laughs> except all eighteen of us. Um. Probably the former. I think that's it's a grave concern because we can always use the buddy system. Right? Oh, we have yeah. to use the buddy system. Yeah, the buddy system is fully in play. But the no, former, I I got a you know a weak stomach. I, that's not going to do good for for me in the long term <laughs> if it's over the top. And and knowing you scoundrels, it's it's going to be pretty intense. Yes, but very exciting, Con. I'm excited to play some golf too. Me too. I'm really excited to play golf. The one thing, uh, as a reminder. Don't chase your balls out of bounds, Tyler. There will oh, be. That snakes. is not me. That's, I, there will be snakes. Well, I just know in last breakfast, ball Kai was telling me it got a little squirrely off the tee. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> I was bad. <laughs> I don't think I said that, but you know, it's fine. Uh, yeah, so I didn't even think about that because of snakes. Now I have to be worried about snakes too. Yeah, I mean it's Texas, Kyle. Yeah, they're snakes. Yeah. Right, and we might be a little slow probably pace of play <laughs> yeah so many... I'm, I'm actually more am i more concerned about snakes or the marshall yeah the marshall we're like if we marshall I, I hope we make it chance and right. riley or oh it's not it's not, I I just, chance and riley's group is going to be a problem and you know i do not want to put, be in i think we put okay here's what we do shout out chance and riley because i think they'd acknowledge that they're going to be a problem uh they would. we put them in the last group so they're like a big wall for the rest of us, like the <laughs> yeah. going up to them and they won't have time to keep going forward to the rest of us. Or if they do, they'll be like, wow, these people are so much more low key than the guy with the shirt off on right now. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I think yeah. that's the move. And we get to go on a boat, too. It's going to be a great week. Oh, my gosh. And the weather's supposed to be nice. It's mm. supposed to be hot. Hot. We're going to get burnt for sure. Tight. We always sunscreen up. SPF is our friend. It is. We'll All right. Boys. Let's uh let's go mentally prepare for the trip. Let's do yes. it. Let's do it. I'll see you boys in Austin. Right and on, man. for our listeners, we'll be back either next week or in two weeks for the live draft lottery recording, which could not be more excited for that one. That's gonna be oh, that's gonna be a lot of fun. We should get at least one we don't or two want homies out. Trust me, he's a bus. Oh my god. I forgot. <laughs> All right. For Tyler, Kyle, and myself, we will be back soon. Peace out. Peace. Peace. On three wins the series. It's Lillard. He got the shot off.